Welcome into another episode of Halos in the Infield, the podcast, which we are going to commiserate with you on this show. Uh, I'm Todd Fox, along with the other host. Fernando Mendez. Fernando Mendez. I'm in the house. Oh, and we also have somebody that was speaking. <laughs> I'm JT Hester. Yeah, see, offsides again. That's two flags in a row. Uh, JT Hester <laughs> is on the show. He's going to join us here today. We're going to talk about the, the series that was Phillies. We're also going to talk about the homestand coming up. And then we're going to talk about this little thing called a losing streak and what's been entangled with it uh, as we move forward. Um, so, guys, who wants to start? Is with- this the entanglement? Is this the entanglement that Will Smith was talking about? Yes. I think the team needs to slap somebody maybe to get out of the phone. Yeah. Is it Joe? Is it Joe Madden? I, I, I think hope it might so. be Joe. Sleepy it might Joe. Be Joe. <laughs> there you go. Sleepy Joe. They're like, wake up. <laughs> I vote for Joe. Um. Yeah, but, dude. Like, I I just imagine like Joe Madden just like sitting on the side, on the, yeah, almost at the sidelines, sitting in the dugout, just snoring away. Because I mean, what else is he doing? He wakes up from his nap to go make a pitching change. It's always an ill-advised pitching change. Mm-hmm. And, and let me ask you guys this, because I want your takes right off the bat before we get into the losing streak and everything. Um, Joe came out a couple days ago. Sam Blum interviewed him, and he said basically. They've had uh, no closed-door meetings because Sam said, are you going to have a closed-door meeting? No, because who do I yell at? Which coaches should I be angry with? We're doing a lot of things good here. I'm proud of what they're doing. They're trying hard. We're just not winning. So what do you guys think about that quote and what he said? Well, there was an immediate contradiction today because Matt Duffy said there's been two Mm -hmm. closed-door meetings, Mm -hmm. one by the coaches and one by the players. But yes, a couple of days ago, Joe Madden's like, yeah, what do you guys want me to do? And I'm just like, I want you to show some emotion, you old ass motherfucker. Do something. <laughs> do something. Hit your life alert button. I don't know. <laughs> but shake shake it up, man. Well, well real quick, course. before I get to you, JT, hold on one second. I just no want worries. to follow up on what he said about Duffy. Do you think Duffy's covering yeah. for his manager? Or do you think Joe is denying the meetings that they had? I don't know. I mean, Matt Duffy was with him with the Cubs, right? Yep. No, I don't think so, man. There's no way. I mean, how could you lie about that? Somebody would have said something if he was lying. Okay. JT? Yeah, kind of building off what you're saying about, like, how he's on life alert and stuff. Um, I feel like his whole <laughs> presence as a coach is kind of just like, let's vibe out, guys. Take a couple hits if you want. Let's just let's just chill out, you know? Like, I, I yeah. feel like the whole vibe and the whole presence in the locker room just needs to take a complete 180, you know? Like, throw some chairs, like flip some bats, you know, like, like play angry baseball till you start winning again. We, we have shown that we can win games against good teams, like how we did in Tampa Bay or against Tampa Bay. And and we're just not doing it. It could just be confidence. It could just be a a slump. Like slumps happen no matter what, like Mike Trout, in my opinion, is the greatest player in baseball. He's slumping like slumps happen, but something needs to change. And it could be a vibe. It could just be not working hard because like they, they were sleeping, they were sleeping at the plate. So Fingers crossed there's nothing too crazy. Hopefully it's just a, a whole vibe change and they need to make it fast. It's funny that Fernando had called a losing streak is going to happen when the team was all sunshine and roses and everyone was drinking the Kool-Aid, including myself. 
But Fernando was being a realist. I'm going to give you props because, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago prior to all this, he said, at some point this year, we're going to hit a losing streak and it's how we get out of it. And and, and if that's going to show what we're going to be made of. And unfortunately, it's happened sooner than, than even he thought, but but he called it. Oh, yeah. And we didn't think it was going to be this bad. But Fernando, do you think we can get out of this tailspin? You know, I'm going to say something positive here. I'll reach out there, grab my inner halo honk by the nuts. <laughs> um, you know, because here's the thing. This team is too good to lose the rest of the games of this season. We know that. This offense is too good to not hit again, to not score again. I mean, we saw some scoring today, the final game of the series. I mean, we saw seven runs. Mm-hmm. No matter which way you slice and dice it, seven runs is enough to win a ball game. And if you don't think so, you're a damn fool. Mm-hmm. Seven runs, just like in hockey, seven goals is enough to win a game. If your goalie's not getting the job done, you should look at your goalie. If your pitching's not getting the job done with a seven-run advantage, I, I know we weren't up 7-0. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying, well, we were up by – we were in Grand Slam territory, and that's exactly what happened. And then, you know, scored again in the ninth. And then, you know, the walk-off happened. Well, we'll get to that. But, man, oh, man, I mean, it's just – I understand this team will win again eventually. But when will it happen? And will it happen soon enough? Because, you know, if we're talking about splitting this series against the Red Sox, you might be in, in, at a point here where your team is so out of it mentally that you're going to be stuck playing catch-up. And that's what we cannot afford. Absolutely. JT. Yeah. Um, same thing. Thankfully we're playing one of the, the lesser, lesser powerful teams compared to like the Dodgers or the Mets coming up. So hopefully we, we earn our stripes against the Red Sox. And thankfully also it's at home. We don't have to go to back to Fenway, you know? So if we're going to make a move, it has to be right now because obviously we're playing the Mets this weekend. I'm pretty sure. Right. So, um, yeah, like what he was saying, we just, we got, we got to work hard right now. We can't, we can't afford another loss, especially another, another uh, sweep. And what I'm going to say about the closed door thing, I, I, my take on it is I think Joe was lying uh, or, or, or Duffy was lying. Um, I'll go opposite of Fernando on that one only because, you know, I think that something would have happened. You know, we would have heard about it. We didn't hear about it. And as we go into this losing streak, you know, they played absolutely pathetic in a hitter's ballpark in New York, scoring one run each of the three games. I don't care who's pitching. You got to score more runs. You got to manufacture something. And then first few games in Philly, you score two runs in two games. Until today, like Fernando said, you really gave your best effort of the road trip. Um, And as JT was saying, you come home now, you got Boston for four. They're not – the team we faced in Fenway and we're not going to have to face with the Fenway demons, but we got Boston nonetheless, who's been playing better and the New York Mets. Yes. Without Scherzer, without DeGrom, but there's still a dangerous team there in first place in the East. So it's not going to get any easier. No one's going to feel sorry for the angels. It's literally, they've got to really just hit the reset button and try to do things different. You know, I, I just don't see them winning any games going out there with the same goddamn approach night in and night out. Let me ask you something, Don. If there was a closed-door meeting, which according to Matt Duffy, there was two, who would have reported it? Who in our Cracker Jack beat writers would have reported it? The only guy who I can maybe see is Jeff Fletcher. Sam Blum wants to pretend that he's some kind of groundbreaking newsbreaker and that he's doing, he's asking the hard questions. Bro, you ask these softball candy-ass questions all the time. Sam Blum's one of the worst examples of a you know, good reporter. 
Sorry. Chase on our, our team says we need to make friends. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to report the news and nobody else will. There's only two reporters in the world better than me, and I'm both of them. I'll tell you this. Uh, I haven't told you in the last couple of days, but Hannah hasn't exactly reached back to me when I asked about the press pass. <laughs> oh, really? So, so I'm not sure we're going to get those press passes now. Well, like I told you guys in the beginning, we're not here to kiss ass. We're not here to make friends. We're here to be the voice of the people. Yeah, be real fans, you know. And yeah. I'll just say this, though. I think you're right. Fletcher would have said something. Fletcher's always got pretty much the, the pulse of the team, and he hasn't said yeah, nothing. Yeah. I've heard him in the past. He's very monotone when he has to be. He's not a honk. I mean, I, I think he's an Angels fan, like a legitimate Angels fan. I might be wrong. Well, he plays it down the middle. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to exactly. be too hard. He's not going to be too easy. And but but I do know that he he gets to the meat of things and he knows what's up. So nothing on that. Yeah. And, and and JT would have made a meme about it or something or a TikTok <laughs> if it was a, yeah. a case. But uh, and by the way, JT, so you're obviously the youth of this uh, team that we put together for this podcast. Your friends being diehard Angel fans for the most part. What have they been saying, the fact that, you know, we haven't seen the postseason in a while, and this is like the best team, and then they just hit this collapse? What What's the pulse from what you're hearing from your friends? Well, I'm going to be honest. I play hockey. Not too many people are crazy in baseball like me. I got a couple. I have my friend I take to get baseball games all the time, but, like, uh, two of them feel like they, we still got a chance because, in my opinion, I think we, we have a chance to make the playoffs. Like, this seems too special not to do something, you know? Like, mm-hmm. It, it just feels different, even though we're on slump right now. Like, it doesn't seem like a long-term slump, at least. Like, I, I, I see this slump ending by the end of the week, in my opinion. But um, so there's two that feel very optimistic. One that actually thinks we can make a run all the way to the World Series. I do not think that's going to happen. I wish. I really wish 20th anniversary. That would have been cool. But, like, no, I I wish. But um, the other two, season over. Trade, trade Mike Trout, trade Shohei Otani, trade everyone, get draft picks. And in my opinion, that's like the dumbest thing. But yeah, it's it's very, it's very lopsided. It's very funny. Got you. Got you. Let me bring this up. Uh, so I'm starting to see the narrative. I'm sorry, guys. I'm starting to see a narrative now that the Angels need to trade Mike Trout or Mike Trout is going to look for a way out. Now, keep in mind, he did sign a lifetime contract. Mm-hmm. Is there any situation you think that Mike Trout legitimately looks for a way out? Or is that, you know, the fake Angels fans trying to grasp at straws? Because, you know, you guys see it on the Facebook all the time. We have all these, like, Dodger fans who are, you know, like the Angels, too, who are, like, pretend, like, oh, you know, he needs to go to the Dodgers or whatever. Yeah, um, maybe maybe if Arde or Perry makes a stupid trade like Shohei for, like, Cody Bellinger or something, but – I, I feel like I feel like Mike Trout is one of the more loyal players in the league. He's kind of like the Giannis of the MLB, in my opinion. Uh, unless anything drastic happens or crazy injuries, or at least or three like more the years. Ovechkin. Of, yeah, yeah, Ovechkin too, one hundred percent. Or even Gitslav, stupid Ryan Gitslav. But um, I, unless anything drastic happens, I don't see him going anywhere. He's not that type of guy to do that. I would think only if the, he. It depends on who's chattering in his in his uh, ear. Um, I think he he could you know want to look at his legacy and be like, look, I'm I'm never going to win a World Series here. Could come to that conclusion and be like, I need a change. Now, if he were to need a change, I've said this before on the podcast for my post game that it's going to involve a third or fourth team. You know, they're going to need to throw some. Uh, they're going to need to find a team not only that they're trading to that's rich with prospects that can give a couple good ones, and then another team that will also 
pitch in as well as the as they exchange players. But Trout being the big piece, we can't, you know, a guy like him, a guy like Otani, we're going to want a lot back. We can't fleece a team for them to go there and supposedly win because we're giving them a small window that's not going to work for both teams. It's going to be complicated if that were to come down to it, at least for Trout and where he's at right now. And to be honest with you guys, the way he's been striking out, the way he's been this season, he's kind of lowering his stock, don't you think? Maybe he needs to practice with his son again. Yes. That might help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It all started because they started giving out thunder sticks in a random game game in May. <laughs> yeah, that, that was so weird. I, I, I thought it was kind of cool, just like a little throwback thing, but it was like such a random time too. It's like, yeah. I, I'd understand like maybe fall, but like, it's weird. The, the funny part is that Todd and I were trying to figure out how to order the thunder sticks. We found them on the internet and we were going to do it. We were going to put Hitty on them. And like, yeah, you can literally, it was like, what, like a thousand for like, 200 bucks yeah it was, it was like something it was actually i think it was cheaper it was like 80 dollars. yeah and the thing was that we were only going to be able to get like a thousand of them but even that would have been more that than uh <clears throat> top place gave out because <laughs> they only gave out about a hundred and then they had charged other people so i called bullshit on that they made it sound like the angels organization's bringing them back for the every game it was like one game Jeez. and for their section and, and it was only for their section so, uh, me, me and Fernando. I thought it was top plays that gave him. I thought it was rocks that gave him out. No, it was top plays. It was top plays. And, well, I know top plays announced it, but there's a video of like Pete Soto handing him out. Oh, That's why I thought like they were the ones who did it. Oh, it was rocks? Well, I didn't know that because it like, might have been that or it might have just been Pete directly. Because all I'm saying is like me and Fernando had a much bigger, grander scale for it. It just didn't work out last year with last year's budget. Uh, and we actually had the idea first. So it is what That's it crazy. It, you know, if there's. If there's one thing they could have brought back, like those sticks are pretty cool, but I don't know if y'all remember. I wasn't old enough for this, but um, they had like the halo things that you spin it and like the halo oh, goes yeah. around. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That'd be a cool thing to have. Like I sell off the charts, you know? It would cool be. Little... And that was a, Di- that was a Gene Autry Disney. That was a Gene Autry thing. Actually. That wasn't Disney. That was Gene Autry. So. They had him in Halo and the uh, angels in the outfield movie. Yes. That's yeah, right. yeah. 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 You just like the stands I, and like, they were like using them. I kind of wish they like brought stuff from the movies and like put it into the park, like how, how the ducks do. I feel like the ducks do it a great job just because the fact they, they bring like the reminiscent 90s stuff in. I kind of wish the angels did it. I don't think they own it just because the whole Disney thing, but that'd be a cool little thing every once in a while. Like the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. for in like yeah, a, yeah. in like a rally monkey situation, do that. That'd be kind of cool. Well, like I know the only thing that Disney still owns is the Rally Monkey. Everything else, they say the Artie owns ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the team. The Rally Monkey is the only entity that Disney still owns of the Angels. They still get a percentage that. of the sales. But yeah, I, I would be curious to know. You know, is Angels in the outfield just kind of out there? Like it's just nobody owns it. Like because not even it's not on Disney Plus. Disney doesn't promote anymore. It used to play on Disney Channel nonstop. Even to like the early, like, man, like 2010 ish, I would still occasionally see it on Disney Channel, like just playing it like at 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's so frustrating. I've been trying to find that movie for a while. Like, even though it's such a crappy movie, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of a nostalgic movie. So I would see it a lot when I was younger. I'm, I, I like watching it because, like, Angels, you know, but and like, and Disney Plus favorite. obviously doesn't have it. That was my favorite logo. But did you watch Angels in the Infield? Oh, yeah, the like the wing one. Like, I feel like oh, eventually they're going to bring it back. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though, about that. Oh, there it is right there. <laughs> I'm right here. Bought it at Walmart a couple years ago. Jeez. 
I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one thing about that movie though. How many times in the last week have you seen clips of Danny Glover flipping that table and people posting it, saying this is what the Angels need in the locker room, and it's come true. And then I saw one today that was making me laugh because I'm like. It's like, where's our Christopher Lloyd as the angel? You know, we need the angels to actually come to the team. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> now we're at that point, you know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the angels are doing it to – maybe yeah. the angels are doing it to promote the movie, you know. It's been kind of quiet recently. Got to promote it a bit. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's going to be like the real the real movie. We're going to have like Mike Trout's son like praying <laughs> that uh, – well, I mean, he's he's got a family though, so I don't know. There'll be somebody. It'll be Rally Chris. <laughs> oh, jeez! Praying for a new monkey suit. And the, the, my mom says the only way that I can get a new monkey suit is if the Angels win the pennant. You know, <laughs> Rally Chris might be uh, he might be the JP though. You got you got uh, Grill Master as the main character though. You know. <laughs> You got oh, Grill Master talking to Joe Madden. DFA Otani, DFA Trout, trade them all, trade yourself. Yeah. The comment section is going to have a bunch of Z's and clocks. <laughs> <clears throat> the IMDb reviews, just clocks and Z's. Exactly. <laughs> God. Oh. Well, this team has been something. We have our, we have our title <laughs> for the week Z's and clocks. Z's and clocks. There you go. Um, do you want to get into the series, the Philly series, and talk about what happened, or just talk about the losing streak? You want to just go there? I mean, not really, but it will. <laughs> so it started off on Friday, where the Angels got their cheeks clapped. It was zero to ten, <laughs> and to say that the Angels were not even in it might have been the biggest understatement of my life. Yeah, Silseth once again got his cheeks clapped. Uh, he's really starting to prove that that one that first game was kind of a fluke. Yeah, I think... and I hate to say it because I like his stuff. I like his presence. His splitter is pretty good, and he will be a good pitcher. I just don't think it's time. I think this. I think you're right. Plus, when that... you're starting off against. Oh, go ahead. You're good. Also, sorry. Whenever you're starting off against Oakland, too, that's where you started off, right? Like, I feel like that's such a big confidence booster. And then when you play bigger teams like this, like, you can't you can't expect the same same outcome, right? I agree. I, I think uh, he's he's got good stuff, like Fernando says, and you're right as well. Uh, but he needs more time to marinate. They brought him up a little early. We saw the same thing with Sandoval a few years ago. Uh, so I'm pretty sure he'll right the ship and he'll be better for it. But uh you know, they gave him some innings, and uh, I don't expect to see him out there again, but maybe Joe's going to throw him out there again. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, or somebody else. We got lucky. Um, so his last three starts, May 20th against Oakland. This was his, what, his second start. Yeah. 4.1 innings pitched, three earned runs. Not horrible. 527, 4.1 innings pitched, uh, six hits, two earned runs. Okay, not bad. And then on uh, Friday, 1.2 innings pitched. Gave up four and runs. Yeah, and and Joe's got a quick hook with these guys, so they give up three or four runs. That's that might as well be fourteen runs. Yeah, especially when it is literally like fourteen runs. <laughs> but yeah, so and it's not even like he was the only problem. So Jaime Maria came in had a, first, a good couple first innings. He ended up giving up. Uh, oh, sorry, he gave up six or runs. My apologies. I. I'm forgetting it was a uh, once that came in 2.1 innings pitch and he's the one who gave up no runs. 
Yeah, Jaime's been been actually pretty good up until this this uh, you know outing. Um, I was actually you know hoping that they would go still Seth four and then go Jaime three, set it over to the back end if they were winning, but they were down ten nothing. And what makes that night worse was Houston was up ten nothing on their opponent. So. Yeah, and his last three starts. And so, if you take out, well, I guess I should say bullpen relief appearances because he's been kind of a spot starter or the mop up guy. Uh, on the 29th of May, he gave up no runs in 2.1 innings pitch. And on the 26th against Toronto, three innings pitch with only one run given up. So, Jaime's done pretty good for what we've needed him for. But yeah, obviously, this was a big blemish. Mm hmm. Oh, I thought you were going to go Awkward JT. silence. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was like looking at the ATM because you can see something. Oh, my mistake. My mistake. But, um, no, no, you're just, good. So, the worst part about this, like, this is the part that puts like a, like, it makes me feel sick, honestly, because for the, for the years past, it's always like, oh, well, maybe, maybe our pitching's been good, but our hitting hasn't, or maybe like vice versa, our pitching's been horrific, but hey, at least we got Mike Trout hitting bombs every day, right? Mm-hmm. The, the thing that makes me feel super uncomfortable with this slump is that from, one to nine, every single player in the rotation, in my opinion, just horrific. Even the coaching. Like, what what team this year, besides maybe, like, earlier in the season with the Cincinnati Reds, have you seen a team, like, throughout the lineup, just horrific? I, I, I don't understand it. It blows my mind. I, I, oh, go ahead. Nope. I was just going to say, Cincinnati, um, they basically started the season just like this, if not worse. They were, I think they were 2-18 and 18 or something. And, uh, you know, the fact that they've right, they've not, well, they, yeah, I could say they've righted the ship. They're playing much better. They're not going to be a playoff team, but they're doing much better. They're, they're competitive. And now, you know, if you look around the league, who's got the worst record, who's been playing the worst out of everybody, us. And we have the two best supposed players in all of baseball on our team. And we're the laughing stock. And that's right now hard for a lot of Angel fans to swallow. Yeah, it's tough. Like, there's nobody who's going up to the plate right now that, like, you have – I have legitimate confidence in. You know, we know who Trout is. We know what Otani can be. You know, Marsh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor Ward when he's healthy. You know, we know what these guys are and can be capable of. The problem is, as of right now, like, they are just skeletons of themselves. You know, Ward, if you breathe on him funny, he's getting hurt. I don't know what the hell happened to him. He was relatively healthy his entire career. And, you know, in angel fashion, here he is. You know, I have glass skin and paper bones, just like Rendon. <laughs> uh, you know, Trout can hit water if he fell off a boat right now. Otani is, you know, we're, we're seeing 2020 Otani right now. Mm-hmm. It's just it's frustrating. I think we're all in a situation here where we're like at a loss for words, and I think that's all Angels fans right now. Like, what do you say when nothing is going right? I think the thing that might be working for the Cincinnati Reds right now is like obviously everyone and their mother knows that the Cincinnati Reds are not making the playoffs. So I I think they understand that too. They're trying to just play for their pride at this point. They're playing how they know they can play. They know it works, and I feel like the Angels their whole their whole mentality right now is like, hey. We were first place a couple of weeks ago. Hey, we're a good team now. We don't need to try. Oh, it's this this team sucks. Why do we need to? Why do we need to care about this team? And then it's just dragging us down, and our whole momentum, our whole confidence, just nothing right now. I agree, and that was something that kind of like to play off your comment, JT. That's a good point too, and Fernando. It's just the fact that 
when this season started, you know, they were playing down to their opponents and, and not playing as hard as you think they would when they were playing better teams. When they were playing better teams, you saw the effort was a lot stronger. They did different things against different teams. And I was like, man, if they were just do, you know, play like this versus lesser teams, they'd have more wins, you know, and we were, we were bitching when they were 10 games up. Now it's like, damn, I wish we were just five games up right now. I wish we were playing the way we were playing against mediocre teams at the time. It, the way they're playing right now, we're playing like the Cincinnati Reds from the first week. Like we just don't have a clue. Uh, nothing's working on either side, pitching or hitting, and uh, the coaching is not doing anything, and and nobody's just caring. And uh, it's very, very frustrating. I mean, I can't explain how it is to just think, man, we haven't won since May 25th. Yeah, and it's really frustrating when you got the Astros just, you know, taking a cakewalk over here. I mean, let's look at – so going back to May 1st for the Astros, they played – Seattle, Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Boston, Texas, Cleveland, Seattle, Oakland, and Kansas City. That is who Houston has been playing over the last month. Name me a difficult team in that bunch. I'll give you maybe Minnesota. I would say Minnesota. I, I just looked at I just looked at the Astros schedule. So they are playing the White Sox, and even though the White Sox aren't the same team that we that we've like known to think about them the past couple of years, like thankfully it's getting a little bit rougher for them. So like, let's say, hey, we're we're playing the Mets obviously next weekend or this weekend, I, I guess. Um, they just came off a series against LA. No one's going to be ready to play after playing LA for I believe four games, and then they're going down to San Diego to play the Padres, which is also a rough team to play against. So hey, hopefully uh, we get them on a on a bad weekend, get a couple wins there, and then. All the Astros are playing the White Sox. We kind of build momentum as they go that in a downward spiral. <laughs> the Astros won't be playing the White Sox till the 17th. They have Seattle, Miami, Texas, and then they finally get the White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Mets again, Yankees again. Yeah, they're they're what late June and July is hard, but uh... yeah, they're very late June is difficult. And then they we get them on July first. Well, you remember those games that we talked about that were crucial for setting the tone against Oakland and Texas prior to Toronto, and the, we said, man, they gotta they gotta mop up against these teams because we're gonna be playing some contenders for a while. And uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> and, and they if, did for a little while for the home series at least. Yeah, I mean they played all right, but they 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 dropped some games they should have won. And and then you yeah. get into uh you know the road series they they got swept in Texas, and then you played a Phillies team that fired their manager, and they looked like a <laughs> completely different team. Yeah, you guys remember a couple of weeks ago when we were all getting pissed off that we, like we didn't sweep or like oh the series split this team sucks we should be we should be sweeping every single game now we're just like please just don't give up eight run lead. This span of like two weeks, it's crazy. We went from nine three hey, and that's one. That's baseball. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. We went from nine three and one in series to what? I think we're oh three and one or one one four and one or something like that in our last five or six. I don't know the numbers, but we've crapped the bed. Yeah, honestly, we, we might never win again. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> it's it's starting to feel like that. We might never win again. Let me ask you guys this. So I asked the question of the day. Uh, neither of you guys ever really respond. You know, you want to give the fans an opportunity. And that's I get that. So uh, let me let me ask you guys now. 
Will a member of the Angels coaching staff, managerial or just normal coach, be fired by the end of this month? So, um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I don't think Perry has the balls to do it. Like I love Perry. Ooh, I feel like he's done okay. great things so far. I let me take that back. I think he does, but I don't think he's like allowed to because the man upstairs. You know, I don't think Artie will even give him the opportunity to even oh, not consider it. You know, um, I, I want Paul Serrano out. But considering he's been here for so long, I feel like he's going to be here till he retires in 20 years. You know, like I, I don't see him going anywhere. Unfortunately, I, I feel like Joe Madden at, at this point in time should go. But at the same time, I don't see anyone that can really take his role and like push it up to the next level. Like all the all the good coaches are coaching right now. You know, it's like um, I, I just can't see anyone actually taking that spot and then propelling this team upwards. Like I, I feel like at this point, like we made our bed, we had to lay in it. Mm, interesting take. Um, <clears throat> I I would say the scapegoats would get it first. I don't know who that would be. I don't know if they would say, "Oh, it's the third baseman coach, uh, Phil Nevin." Uh, <laughs> I would I would say I would say Sereno and Reed leave before Madden. I think there's a, a hunger for Madden because they still want to give him a chance and they still think that he could write this ship. I would think he would have to go, and if you get rid of him, you'd have to get rid of all the coaches. So my answer would be, I don't think he survives the end of the month, if you know, or at least the next two weeks, even if this team continues a free fall, and even if they're floundering around 500, I, I think it's unacceptable. I mean, major changes need to happen, and they need to happen on this homestand. I really do. I I can't see them splitting this homestand and playing mediocre baseball. Like like you'd have to see Trout break out. A lot of these guys break out. Rendon come back. Uh, Ward come back. The pitching looked better uh, without without anybody getting fired. I would think. What do you guys think is the issue with the pitching? Like, obviously, I, I feel like we fix our bullpen tremendously, and I felt like our starters could like hold it until like at least the fifth inning. Like, even Michael Lorenzen, how many runs did he give up? Like five, something like that. And then the rest of the game, like he was fairly solid. No, like I don't. I don't what do you guys think is going on with the pitching? You want to go for it? Uh, I don't know. I want to say it's maybe the bullpen overthinking. I, I, maybe they're not trusting themselves. Maybe they're not making the right pitch. I mean, look what happened today with Rysel literally just laying a layup down the middle to Bryce Harper. You know, you want to talk about an alley-oop, that was it right there. Yep. So, wrong pitch at the wrong time. Maybe predictable. You know, there's the whole thing about, well, maybe some of the pitchers are, are tipping their pitches, right? I mean, that's kind of the thing right now with Otani. Maybe he was tipping his pitch against the Yankees. At the end of the day, I really don't know. But obviously, something's off. Like, everyone just keeps saying the same thing, and I'm going to regurgitate that, what the fan base is saying. Like, something's off. I just don't know what it is. There's no excuse for any major league team to lose 11 straight games. It's inexcusable. It really is. And, you know, everyone's going to say, you know, Joe Madden's not going to get fired. You know, oh, they don't have the balls. Maybe. And you're probably right. I don't think Joe Madden will get fired. But there needs to be something happening. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's been these closed-door meetings that we truly don't know about until Matt Duffy told us. But something has to give. It, it, it's just frustrating, man. There's no excuse for it. It's got to be batting practice. It's got to yeah. be batting practice. Yeah, yeah Trout even did that today. So I'm I'm tired of trying to catch away teams' balls all the time. I want to catch the Angels' balls. You know, like it's super annoying. Exactly. Yeah. And here's here's the thing, though. I was just say real quick. I think the starting pitchers have lost confidence. 
they were confident with a team not scoring any runs behind them, but they're not confident out there. Out there, they're not pitching as if like they have to. Because it's hard on a pitcher when you have to go out there game after game and put up zeros and be scared to give up one or two runs. And these pitchers have been been pressured the entire way because the offense hasn't done it. And then the bullpen, I think, the, is the problem of Joe Madden. I don't think it's wise. I think it's the fact that Joe Madden is using these guys in inopportune op, uh, innings, putting them in different roles they shouldn't be in. No consistency whatsoever. And one thing you can point back to when this team was winning or even when they were consistently at least trying was the fact that Mike Sosha had this team and he had guys that did things on a nightly basis. And he had, and he had a lineup that was fairly consistent on a nightly basis. There's been no consistency with the lineups. There's been no consistency with the bullpens. There's been quick hooks on the starters. And then you'll scratch your head when he leaves a guy in there too long. So it's just been all over yeah. the place, and that's why I blame Madden. It's going to be hard when you're a batter and you have to actually go to the uh, ballpark and, A, find out where you're playing. I mean, you know, they had Joe Adele playing left field for the bulk of his time in AAA comes up here and they're like oh well you're playing right field <laughs> yeah. and you know so not only that you have to then worry about where you're batting in the lineup because joe madden is so cooped out of his mind that he doesn't even know where he, i'm gonna bat trout ninth today because why not we're gonna flip things around <laughs> you know hey you you learned how to carry a bat today you're leading off what you pissed and got 80% of it in the toilet? Guess who's batting cleanup today? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot. I feel like it's a lot easier to do your job when you, A, know immediately where you're going to be. Because, hey, you know what? I'm the cleanup guy. I've always been the cleanup guy. That's my role. And you don't have to keep changing your approach. There is Everyone keeps saying, oh, well, you know, protecting the lineup doesn't matter these days. You know, maybe. I understand that argument. But it does matter where you are in the lineup because the mentality completely changes. When you're the leadoff guy, your job is to see pitches. If you strike out, but you have a 12-pitch at-bat as a leadoff guy, that's great. That's good. That is a productive at-bat. But when you're going up there and you know, you're swinging at the first pitch and you're the leadoff guy and you ground out, well, you didn't do your job. Exactly. When David Fletcher comes back, where do you think he's going to be? Do you think he'll be leadoff again or – you think Joe Madden's going to put him at the third spot? <laughs> he'll be bad at cleanup. No, he'll bat ninth. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Fernando. I think he'll he'll start off until he gets into a rhythm. If he gets into a rhythm, he could work his way back to a leadoff spot. But for the most part, the way he's been hitting, yeah, you have to start him at nine. You would think Ward would keep that one spot when he returns. I think that Jared Walsh should bat leadoff. Yes! Yes! Yeah, Joe Madden logic, right? He's our hottest batter. We're going to put him in the cleanup spot. Or in the, the leadoff spot. Yeah, that's... I mean, look, you can literally look over at the opponent's lineup every night, as he could have did in Philly, and say, wow, Bryce Harper is a cleanup guy. He's their best hitter, cleanup guy. Bryce Harper, cleanup guy. Power hitter, cleanup guy. Yeah, we're going to have Mike Trout, our best hitter, cleanup guy, uh, leading off or batting second. It doesn't make sense. Dude. Like, You don't need to reinvent the wheel. It's already there for you. Even if you're stupid, you can, you can realize, okay, well, my guys are the best numbers, should be hitting in the in the most clutch spots of the lineup. And he doesn't do that. Yeah, Madden's like, Trout, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. 
Love it. Seventh. <laughs> Otani, lead off. <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, man. I really don't. I mean, we were so excited when Joe Madden came here. And I mean, for the last three years, we've been hoping he'd get fired or tearing our hair out because of his bullpen mismanagement. It's just, it's horrible. It's a tired act. I'm tired of it. We said in the last episode, they need, they need to hire a manager who's young and hungry. I don't know who that is, but there's got to be somebody out there who has yet to get a shot, who's not afraid to legitimately shake things up inside of the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think He's too calm, man. He's too easygoing. I think we need a disciplinarian, to be honest. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? There's some... Well, let's say Taco Bell. There is some Taco Bells that probably run with some loosey-goosey managers, and there are some that don't. This Taco Bell-ass lineup certainly is not one that is functioning well off of a loosey-goosey manager. True, true. What do you think, JC? Taco Bell's uh, sitting? Oh, go ahead. Nah, sorry. It was a stupid joke. You can go on. Okay. It was a dumb joke. <laughs> I want to hear the joke. Yeah, no. I was going to say this. Ta- this Taco Bell's lineup top sellers are nachos. There you go. It's yeah, nacho night yeah. every night at the ballpark. Oh yeah, fifty percent off. That Mexican pizza's ready. <laughs> look, this this team is something else. I mean, look, we're going to talk about today. Who who is a player in Texas? Because I just got to get this off my chest. Who is a player in Texas? We walk with the bases loaded that you witnessed in person. Who? Corey Seager. Oh, Seager. Okay. So do you think Seager with the bases loaded and losing was a bad decision? It was actually brought up on the radio tele uh, radio um, for the angels today by Terry Smith. I wonder if they're going to walk Bryce Harper here with the bases loaded hindsight being what it is and what happened. Do you guys think that would have been the right move? I mean, I'm not going to answer now because like you said, hindsight is 2020. So but would you have? You know, well, uh, Bryce Harper had really good career stats against Rysella Glaces up to that point. So maybe given that, perhaps. But, you know, once again, uh, of course, not a single Angel fan would be like, no, I would have pitched him. No, I would have thrown a change up right down the middle or a slider down the middle. Yeah, like what you're saying, hindsight's 2020. Personally, I think I would have because what are you going to do? Like, Worst case scenario, you lose another game. That's where we're at right now, right? So in the same spot that you would have been if anything happened, but like the likelihood of a grand slam even happening after that is way more less likely than what happened with Bryce Harper, you know. But um, like what you guys said, hindsight's twenty twenty. So I would have just liked him to have golfed the pitch, knowing that okay, he had to go down for it, or he had a, it was a pitch at his eyes, and he freaking just hammered it and guessed right. The fact that it was just right there like fernando said like a softball i'm like god damn it like if i would have been okay with iglesias throwing a slider down in the dirt and if he swings at it if he doesn't he walks worst case scenario you live to fight another batter but the fact that he threw that pitch right there in his wheelhouse i think that would hurt more than anything did you guys uh see fast time's reaction to that one on his instagram story Yes, that was classic. Yeah. That even though even though it was a rough game, and that that definitely made my day. <laughs> <laughs> he he needs to have like his own like TikTok, TikTok or YouTube or something where it's just fast time reactions. That's it. Just reactions. That's all. 
Or he just goes live during like moments like that. <laughs> or he can be he can be a Twitch streamer. That'd be great. That'd be great. Maybe he just looked at the camera and gone. <laughs> as soon as it happened, like that really old gift, the guy. Yeah. In. Well, dude, this the last eleven games for him. He would have been gold on there, dude. I mean, his reactions. Honestly, like at this point, like us losing is just kind of comical. Like, obviously, I'm not cheering for it, dude. I want this team to win. So it's painful to sit here and, like, live tweet these games when all this is happening. But at, at this point, it's just, it's just, you just got to sit back and laugh. You know what I mean? Like, God, how did we, Raycel Iglesias, one of the best closers in baseball, that's a consensus thing. That's not even just Angels fans tickling our own egos. He's one of the better closers in baseball gave up a grand slam to Bryce Harper on a pitch literally placed on a tee for one of the National League's best hitters. Gave him the grand slam, tied up the game. Matt Duffy came up clutch in the ninth inning. And then, you know, Jimmy Hergit gave up a walk-off. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's a And it's funny, too, because, like, it's – Super ironic because, like, obviously, I believe Saturday the 11th, we're uh, releasing our City Connect uniforms, and this is the time of the season where, like, we should be having fun. It should be like, oh, fun team, we're getting new uniforms. Like, everyone come to the ballpark to see it. And now it's like, bro, I, I want to put a paper bag on my head. I don't even want to be there. You know, it's just it's so ironic. It's like the team's at its low, and like we're trying to be like at our at our highest right now. You know? Yeah, that was the thing that me and Fernando and James were <clears throat> talking about last season. James. James in August, um, we were talking about doing paper bags for September, but the team yep. wound up actually playing better in September, playing out the last month of the season with fight. So we kind of nixed that whole idea, but we were, we were going to do that. And now it's gotten to a point. It's like, damn, should we break them out now? I mean, what... I mean we might need to bring up plastic bags. <laughs> oh, they're, they're, all the fans are passing out because they walk in the stadium. It's a choking hazard. Yeah, you know, the good part is that we gave up a walk-off to, you know, like JT Roll Muto or Bryce Harper, right? Mm-hmm. No. We gave it up to a guy that I guarantee you guys had never heard of prior to today. Bryson Stott. <laughs> oh, Bryson Stott. I got his jersey. <laughs> Stott. You said his name. Put some respect on the man's name. 88 at-bats. Batting a crisp 159 after today with two home runs and 13 RBIs. Walked it off. Didn't that happen in Oakland too with a guy hitting his first home run or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's given up four. It's home okay runs. though, right? So Iglesias should have never been put in that situation. You, you can't put one of the best closers in baseball in a situation where he has to A do his job and B succeed in a role that he gets paid to perform. Yeah, why earn your money? Yeah, right. Just hoping he can Just- mail it in. Just watch that this time. If we keep on going on a downward spiral next season, we'll, like during all our giveaways, we're going to have a Shohei Otani paper bag. Just watch. We'll be there. <laughs> Dude, that would be super sick. Kind of the t-shirt they gave last year or a couple years ago with his face all over it, but oh, the yeah. paper bag. What about- on the side it says like uh, the Japan Airways. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say the, the Namco. Oh, yeah, Namco. And then Pac-Man on the back, you know. Or like, do you guys remember that one ramen ad from last year where I had like the the picture, like the yeah. girl in the close up, just have that on the side. <laughs> God, what, that was ugly. 
What about a, bob, a bobblehead with a paper bag on it? That'd be pretty funny. even better. I like it. We can make custom bobbleheads, guys. Maybe that's or Anthony Rendon in a wheelchair. Anthony Rendon in a wheelchair. <laughs> with the paper Joe Madden, bag. Joe Madden hitting a bong, something like that. <laughs> Dude, I would, I would buy that one for sure. Forget that. I go on eBay. I'd be like, you know what? It's the games are sold out. I'm gonna buy that Madden uh, bong hit one. I want that one. Oh yeah, it's sponsored by Funyuns. <laughs> yeah. By Funyuns, <laughs> by Munchies, or Jack of the Box Hockeys. Yeah, he's got. Jeez. Yeah, he's he's hitting a bong and like at his feet, it's like uh, the Munchie meals. <laughs> Dude, I have the thumbnail. I have the thumbnail. It's okay. gonna be Joe Madden hitting a bong, and there's gonna be a Munchie meal on the side. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready for it, man. Oh, by the way, yeah. So. The what city of the, brotherly elves. The, the question I want to ask you guys is, what is the next mediocre player that the Angels for the next road trip is going to dress up like? Oh, damn. Hey, I, I like the squid Anthony style. Rendon. He has great style. <laughs> Anthony Rendon. Oh, Anthony Rendon, okay. They're wearing a cast, cast or like a, a neck brace or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just limping everywhere. Dude. Why can't they dress like Roger Lodge? Oh. All you got to wear is a cheap suit. Yeah, and you have to have a, a real bad tan, spray-on tan. Real bad spray-on tan. Yeah. And a receding hairline. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome to the Honda Center. We're going to play Ducks trivia. Who can stack a puck faster? God, I hate that stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Who can stack the pucks? We're going to pick uh, We're gonna pick one successful duck and one you've probably never heard of replacing the goals. And has only seen 10 minutes of play. And they're going to stack the pucks against each other. And by the time it's on the Jumbotron, he's already traded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. Here is Cogliano. Oh, oh, we never cut, cut the clip. Cut the clip. We mean, we mean Ryan gets off. Ryan gets off. <laughs> Put on a wig. Yeah, he'll be here forever. Yeah. God. You, you think Getzlaff is going to be like your Shane Doan? I'm a Coyotes fan. For those of you guys who don't know, sadly, it's like he just kind of lingers him. around. Yeah, okay. it's so annoying. I, I'm, I'm, I've been done yeah, with it. Him won't for even four be years. Solani anymore. I, I want Solani. I want Solani to be our guy anymore, but he doesn't work in a head office. Uh, Scott Niedermeyer does though, so maybe, maybe Scott Niedermeyer is that role still. But like uh, Ryan Gislaff, like, like spoke out about like wanting to be in the head office somewhat. So pissing me off. He, he's gonna. He's only going to draft guys that don't wear visors and like are crazy bald, you know. So hey, cool stat about uh, Getzloff, though, real quick. Do you know that he's when his uh, retirement game right before he retired, he he threw out the first pitch, and then he's been to yes. three other Angel games this year, and uh, the record with him in attendance, on four, baby. Oh yeah, I was at the last game. I was at the last game, and I, I was so pissed off. When I saw him like oh, we lost. I was I was pissed. I I can't stand him. God. Now that I think about it, because I know he used to come to the Ducks games all the time. Like, I don't think the Angels ever really won too many Ducks nights. Yeah, I mean, like it. I think they don't really lose. You know, you was funny. The last time I can think about like that Angels were at a game or were at a Ducks game was when they're in Arizona. I remember Shohei Otani was at an Arizona Coyotes Anaheim Ducks game during spring training. That was a couple of years. Ago. That might have been his rookie yeah. year. I remember because yeah, they did. asked him, they're like, oh, are you a hockey fan? He's like, I, I, he used to be a Coyotes fan is what he said. Yeah. But now he's a Ducks fan because, you know, he was playing for the Angels at the time. I went to yeah. an Angels-Ducks game yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Only oh, two Angels players showed up. I think it was Suzuki and Stassi. And I think Sandoval. 
So it was those three were in attendance, and uh, I think they had 2,000 – it was 2,002 Angels up on the board, but they had three Angels there in attendance. And, of course, the, the Ducks had a, a two-goal lead and blew it. So, Jeez. There you go. The, the one thing that's good about that, I love the logo that they wear, you know, where it's like the both logos together. Like, yeah, it blows my mind they don't sell that more. It's like the easiest thing to sell, you know? If you're a fan of both teams, like, it's awesome. I love it. But besides that, nothing great about it. Did you guys see the giveaway they're doing this year for it? It's like a helmet beanie. Like, nice. Yeah. If you're under the age of 12, like you can wear it, but anything up, like it should not be allowed. You know, like it, it looks ridiculous. The best was the trout goalie bobblehead they gave out. That was sick. A couple years ago. I have it. It's in my dad's office. Yeah. Yeah. That was I have cool. it too. It's somewhere it's like in missing, one of these boxes. Yeah. Missing two, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still expect somebody, one of you guys to hook me up with one of those beanies. I won't wear it, but I got to put it in the new man cave. You got it. I'll, I'll probably be at that game just because, like, big okay. big hockey guy, big Angels guy. So I'll always try to go if I can. And then Trevor Zegers, my lord, Trevor Zegers, he'll probably be there. Big hockey fan or a big baseball fan of me. Yeah, he, he had that sick goal this year. Oh, my God, yeah. It, of course, it's every single time we were on the road, too. Never did that at home. Yeah. Always did in Arizona, Montreal, and then Buffalo. We did yeah, the was one in Arizona. Oh, yeah, he he he's a future like, and it it's a little weird to think about, but like Loki, he's kind of like the Shohei Otani of the NHL. Not because like he can play goalie and like winger or anything like that, but just because of the fact that he's doing things that's never been done before. You know, like he, what he's doing is like yeah. not as historic, but it's like it it's crazy. You know, he's changing the game right before our eyes. And he's got hella charisma too. He's a cool cat. I love him. I love yeah. him. And he, he sponsored by Chipotle too. Like a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but if you wore a hockey jersey to Chipotle, you get a free entree. Like you get a free bowl. Oh wow! Oh man, I, I wish I would have known about that. I thought if yeah, you go to Chipotle, you get free diarrhea. But <laughs> yeah, no, you get Taco that Bell. for sure. That's Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> no, how dare you? I love Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Or if you if you eat enough nacho hats. Paul Serrano, every single night he has that because all the nacho has he's, you know? like. Hey, there you go. Yeah. With the moldy chicken and the cold chicken. His t- yeah. his toilet is a, a murder scene every night. Yeah, like, the uh, first couple bites of those nacho hats are super good. But right when you get to like the halfway point, everything just kind of looks like like chili. It's the nastiest <laughs> thing. Like It's, it's oh, all yeah, mixed yeah. together. Yeah. No Girl, this is what it's going to look like. The chips are when- super tiny at that point. So you can't even like grab them because at that point it's, it's a gross. It's the grossest thing, like shoving your fingers in it too. And I was like, oh, I hate <laughs> this. I'll stick. I'll stick to a crappy hoffy dog. You know. But what you're doing, you're like, I've got to oh. eat it because it was twenty three dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and yeah, then Todd loves throw... the hoffy dogs. Oh, those are yeah. The you, worst. Just, you just throw away the hat because you're like, I don't know what the hell to do to this. Like, it's it's like probably a two dollar plastic hat. You know. Those hoffy dogs are terrible. I rather have bars s hot dogs from the store. Um, Have you guys had their cookies there, though? The the food truck? Kathy's cookies? Yeah, those are good. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They're the best. Kathy's cookies, you put that right here. You pump that shit <laughs> in my veins. Uh, $30, $30 you know? but the best $30 you ever spend, you know? It, phenomenal. Dude, I'd pay double that price. If I had to, I'd be like, whatever. Oh, oh my God. Out. And then the guy I'm like at the fairs, too. So, like, they're all over. I love it. Yeah, best thing going the, right now. The sad part is we like strayed so far away from baseball, and I guarantee you not a single person cares. They're like, whatever, man, 11 games. Uh, dude, what this is the only enjoyment I've had the last 11 games. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> not going to do the box score on this three-game set. That's for sure. 
let's just skip ahead. We know what happened today. They blew this game in game three. What do you guys think about the Boston series coming up here? Because obviously we've touched well, on if, if, if anyone's going to survive this thing. But Let me real quick uh, bring up the whole calling up Joe Adele thing. Okay, okay. All right, so Joe Madden made it very clear that Joe Adele was not hitting at the AAA level and basically said that he was unimpressive, right? I mean, when you say that he would still be in AAA, but due to the injury, he is up here now. That basically lets you know, hey, bro, I mean, you're just kind of here for now. Yeah. So what do you guys think? Do you think Joe Adele's that's fuel to his fire, or do you think that just made him angry? He's just like, well, fuck you guys. It really pains me to say it because – like for a while, I was like a huge Joe Adele fan. I'm like, man, we got two Mike Trout's on one team. Like, for I, I wanted him to be good for so long, but I understand the COVID season. Like, it, it's really weird. Like Shohei Otani played like dog shit in the COVID season, then the, the year after, Excellent. he played great. So, it, it shows that like that like, you can't really look at that with a 2020 vision, you know. But the year after, and then right now, it's just like I didn't, I don't want to do with you anymore, man. Like you like you haven't necessarily wasted our time, but it's just like so much energy has gone into you and so much like high stock has gone into you. It's just, I, I don't think he can do it now. Hopefully he does, but like I've said that hundreds of times now. Yeah. I was hoping Joe Adele would use this as fuel to his fire to become better and take it to the next level. And it really, you just really haven't seen it yet. Um, I like his personality. I like his swag. But and he's got the speed to get it done, but he's still not adjusting defensively and he's still not hitting. I still think batting practice for him would be great. And also because when you're in the outfield too and you're not hitting in uh, live batting practice, you're getting the field of the stadium, you're able to snag fly balls that the hitters are hitting, and you're you know, you're getting a feel of where it's where you gotta be. And I think he makes terrible adjustments because he's not used to playing in the outfield. Some guys can just get a natural feel for it. I think he needs to, on a game-to-game basis, be out there doing those things, as do a lot of the Angels need to, and I think it would be much better player for it. Um, I just I get this overwhelming feeling when I think about Adele that he's going to wind up getting traded and he's going to blossom somewhere else, and we're all going to be like, damn, something should have been different here. He should have been trained a different way because obviously he got it there, but not here. I can see him going off and maybe like the White Sox or the Braves, honestly. Like, yep. I just see him fitting in perfectly there. Yep. Nationals. There you go. Juan Soto for Joe Adele. Nationals will have Soto. (laughs) I was going to say they'll have Soto and Adele. Yeah. But uh, now Soto won't stay there much longer. Dude, when I went to the Nationals Park, just everybody was wearing Juan Soto stuff. Literally just every single person of their mom. My friend was the only one who bought a Josh Bell t-shirt. That's because he accidentally (laughs) bought it. (laughs) He bought one of the City Connect Cherry Blossom shirts. Oh, those are pretty cool. And um, yeah, yeah, I like them. I got one. But um, uh, he meant to get a plain one, and he actually got a Josh Bell. But what I was going to say was, dude, like I feel so bad for everyone in that stadium because like in a year or two, or probably even at the trade deadline, he won't even be a national anymore. Like They, they offered him a contract extension. Well, they offered him that huge extension, and he declined. So, I mean, yeah. that kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Same with like Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge got offered a huge extension. He and, and if you're Soto, would you really sign there because you don't know what the ownership's going to be unless you're going to will you're willing to wait to see if they're going to go in a direction of winning? Uh, do you want? Because from what I heard, rumors are San Diego has the prospects to trade for him. He goes to San Diego. I got two words for you though. 
you know, as a response to your question, Mike Trout. <laughs> some guys don't. Some guys just want to get paid. I mean, say what we want, man. I mean, is there any other reason Trout's here? You can say loyalty all you want, but I mean, he got the bag, right? Mm-hmm. Cool retro uniforms. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, let's be real here. That's what our fan base here, our listeners are all about, just realism. I mean, you know, Mike Trout got his bag and he stayed. So there's some guys who just want to get paid, right? I mean, look at Giancarlo when he re-signed with the Marlins. At that point, the Marlins were still kind of up in the air. They still had uh, Yelich. They still had Real Muto. They still had – I think that was before the Fernandez the, uh, passing. Mm-hmm. They were decent. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, still, did he really think the Marlins were going to be competitive for the next, what, 12 years at that time? No. So, I mean, you know, Trout, he, at that point when he re-signed, what year was that? Was that 19? Yes. Going into 19? Because that was Billy Epler's, one of his last years. You know, there's no way he would have thought that the Angels were going to be competitive for the rest of his career. I knew that was the hope. But, you know, even with his window closing, we knew that near the end of his career, we'd kind of be paying for what he Yeah. And plus, he still had pool holes on the team. So, you know, you were going to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Upton. Oh, yeah. And Upton too, as well. So, <sighs> we're just in some kind of way right now, aren't we? You know, and, and we're, we're playing now a Boston team coming into Anaheim who's looking much better. And got a good pitching staff that's going to throw at us. And a guy that we were rumored yeah. to be wanting to get in Alexander Bogarts might not be going anywhere if uh, Boston keeps winning and we might be dealing some players away. Boston is now 500. They have won four straight. So they're 27 and 27. And of course, our Angels are 27 and 28 and have lost 11 straight. Mm hmm. Uh, the only other team, the, the second closest losing streak to ours right now is Colorado, who has lost four straight. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the second closest losing streak to ours. Actually, sorry. Sorry. My respect. Uh, my apologies. It's Oakland. They've lost six straight. By the way, real quick, since you're looking at the standings, yeah. is Pittsburgh, well, has Pittsburgh caught us in wins yet? Uh, Pittsburgh has won 24 games, so no. So they're close. We're catching up. Thank God. Yeah, they're 24 <laughs> and 28. <laughs> Cincinnati, Jeez. 18. Chicago Cubs, 23. So, Yeah, we're, we're trending down right now, to say the least. Yeah, wait, but we're still in second place. Yeah. That but blows that's my how, how many lost. games back are the Rangers? They are one behind us. Sorry, two behind us now because they have 25 wins. They are nine and a half games out. We're eight and a half games out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's getting bad, guys. It's it's getting bad. And like we said, I mean, you know, the Astros kind of had their candy-ass schedule going on. I mean, it's it's a cakewalk for them, and it's frustrating. That makes it worse. Yeah, and you look at where we were in the power rankings. I brought this up last time, but I'll say it again. 27-17, it was the – the Yankees won, Dodgers two, Mets three, Angels fourth. I don't see us in the top ten in the power rankings right now. Man, the sad thing like is, uh, at the beginning of the week, we were still uh, eight. At the beginning of the week, oh, wow. okay, and we were still in a losing streak. That was after the uh, getting swept by the Blue Jays. They had us at eight. Jeez, that yeah. was actually pretty uh, reasonable of them, or not reasonable, but uh, you know, 
where are we going to be right now? Like a bottom five or will we be the worst team? I mean, we're in the longest losing streak, but are they really going to put us down to the bottom? I mean, we don't have the worst record in the league. Yeah. We won't be in the MLB power rankings, but we'll be in like the top draft pick power rankings, you know? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. At that point we're losing games. I'm like, woo, take for a draft pick. Yeah. Any more pitchers, exactly. baby. Yeah. All pitchers. 20 more pitchers. Every single pick. I got pitchers. It. 20 more catchers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you throw a no-hitter every game, you can't lose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? I mean, we had it in, what, in 2016, we drafted the catcher. Then in 2017, we drafted the catcher because it was uh, Taylor Ward and it was Matt Dice. Everyone was like, oh, we're only going to get catchers from now on. I think we should get catchers from uh, – catchers and shortstops. Just keep drafting those two. <laughs> Hey, hey, Velasquez can play defense. Oh, I forgot about Squid. Yeah, you know what? And let's bring that up, okay? So everybody was excusing his, you know, like, oh, well, he can't hit to save his life, but he's, he's got a great glove. He's got a great glove. Well, right now, offense has been some of the biggest issue, with the exception of today, the final game of the series. Mm-hmm. Is it time to bench Velasquez because we need a stick? But the other big issue there, we don't have a bat to replace him. Stefanik. Give him a shot. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been sitting there long enough. Might as well. What if what if what if so we what? Take, what if we take Stefanik, give him the first six innings, and if he's not hitting good for defensive purposes and maybe a spark, you bring in Velasquez to finish out the game. Hey, don't you dare have a good baseball idea. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so Michael Stefanik. Yeah, how dare you? Michael Stefanik is batting three thirty seven. He's got one home run, 17 RBIs, on base percentage of 421. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to he's not gonna be a Mike Trout when hitting home runs, but he's going to get on base. He doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's all we need. We, need just, we just need hits and guys to get on base. That's it. We also have a guy named David McKinnon, who has been on the show before, mm. batting 325 with a 421 on base percentage. That's two guys down there who have a 421 base percentage, by the way. Mm-hmm. He also has 12 home runs, 34 RBIs. Oh, and by the way, he's walked 28 times. Get on base. Get on base. That's all that matters, right? Exactly. But, but that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, are any of you guys opposed to bringing some of these young cats up and giving them an opportunity? I mean, they're hungry. They're younger. They're willing to learn. They're not stubborn and stuck in their ways. And I guarantee you they're, they're tired of eating zebra cakes from the gas station. Pretty good, by the way. Um, I would, that's all you can eat because that's all you can afford. <laughs> I would have to say, I would go for that if they fall out of the wild card. You know, if they if they if they really keep losing, there's no point in keeping the major league roster intact right now. You might as well see what you got and test these guys out. Um, I'd love to see McKinnon up there. Uh, we we both agree he's a solid hitter, smart in the box, knows the strike zone. Stefanik looks like the same type of player. Um, not great power guys, but you don't want that anymore. You want hitters. And uh, I think these two guys could provide a spark. And who knows? Maybe Thais is ready to come up there to finally be a decent backup slash half and half catcher because, God forbid, Stassi starts three games in a row. So, uh, you know. Yeah. I just want some of these guys who are hungry to come up. You know what I mean? Let's mm-hmm. Let's break up the mold a little bit. You know, let's get these guys an opportunity. The problem is – I don't think Stefanik is on the forty man, and oh. I and I know McKinnon is not on the forty man. 
So, you know, you'd have to lose players to get to that point. I see. I see. Well, maybe that comes with trades too. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with this team. I don't think we will know what's wrong with this team. I mean, you know, but you got to shake things up a little bit. I don't know what that's going to take, whether that's getting some of these younger guys up, giving an opportunity, you know, like get Kenny Rosenberg, keep him up here for once. Yeah, stop shipping him up and down, wasting options. And just give him an opportunity. It's, I mean, who else is getting the job done for you right now? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, <clears throat> what do you guys think about Boston? I think, it's gonna be I think we're going to come out with a lot more positive mindset. I think we're going to – was it a four-game series or three? Four. 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 I think I think we're going to split at least. Like, there's no way in hell, like, just by, like, going up and down the roster, I don't think anyone can afford to play bad anymore, you know? Like, especially after losing three series in a row, getting swept three series in a row. Like, every single one of these guys needs to come up to the plate with a mindset, like, I don't need to necessarily hit a dinger. I don't need to hit it outside the park. But I'm getting on base, like, no matter what, If even if it's I take my pitches and I get a walk or if I swing outside and get a good hit. Like, I, every single player needs that mindset now. Like, um, uh, And honestly, I, I just feel like even though Boston has been doing better, I, earlier in the year I feel like we kind of got their number. Even when we were down in the cow, even when they had a good lead over us, we kind of we took advantage of it. And I, I think we're, we'd be able to do that at home, and hopefully, hopefully uh, we win the series. What do you think, Fernando? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna regret this. I think we're gonna split the series. Um, I I don't think there's any way on God's green earth that we lose on Monday. I think Noah Syndergaard is tired of the losses, and I think you know he wants to prove that he can still be that guy, and he wants to prove that he still has that bulldog mentality. And us Angels fans were saying, you know, for the first two or three starts of him. Like, hey, he's back. He's like Jared Weaver. He's got that bulldog mentality. So I think he's going to prove that he does indeed have it. He's 4-3 and three with the 4.02 ERA. He's got 27 strikeouts. So he's got something to prove. He really does. And I think he is going to finally snap the 11-game losing streak. And I think he's going to throw at least seven innings. Okay. I, I think you're right on that one. I'm hoping split. I'm calling a split. But I would really like a three out of four. I just don't see it. All right. We're all calling a split. What are we collectively going to do if we don't split? We I'm a put Giants fan on it. too. So let's go Giants after this, right? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'll do it in time. Hey, hey. change sides on us. I'll do you, it. You can't have any hate on the Giants. They helped us get a championship, you know? We we play them like once every 12 years. So it's all right. It's all right. We're good. I, I, I'll give you that. I'll do a whole post game in Roger Lodge's voice. A whole oh. post game in Roger Lodge's voice. Yeah. I'll be I'll be on the IL for like two weeks after though. Okay. I'll go. Um, I'll go get like one of those custom made T shirts at a place that has Roger Lodge's face on it that says, uh, "Kiss me, John Stamos." <laughs> and I'll. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to wear it in an Angels game because I really don't know if I'm going to make it out there by the time I move, but I will do everything I can to go there and wear it. We have to catch a game before you go, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I hope so, man. I really want to go to the Big H one more time. Realistically, I don't know when the next time I'll be able to go is. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. When, when you I'll be cheering on our boys from Texas. 
I move on the 26th. Okay. Get Soon married on the 25th, move on the 26th. Congratulations. That's a, that's a busy week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's going to be, uh, oh, you know, getting married is kind of emotional enough for a lot of people. But when you're, you know, saying goodbye to your friends and family literally the same day and you're spending <clears throat> your last couple hours getting married before you literally pack up your life and leave hours later. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be empty as it is. I mean, the Sunday before that, everything's going to be gone out of the house. We have to ship things off and we're not going to be, with, we're going to be with our stuff for two whole weeks. So we'll be in an empty house here and in an empty house over there for like a couple of days. Man. Yeah. So good times. Yep. You have to rough it out like the angel fans. Yeah. The right. Streak. <laughs> I'll take a photo in the empty living room uh, with my angels jersey, like Will Smith. That's what I was going to say. You should stand there like Will Smith. Like, where'd everybody go? Yeah, right. Be oh, looking for all the haters, but we are the haters. <laughs> How's that uh, Texas ballpark? Is it is it cool or what's it like over there? Everyone talks about like, oh, it's so big. It's like so the way it is, like it, everything's stacked on top of each other. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of like, have you been to Petco Park? No, but I've been to SoFi. It's, it's just like that, too. It's very, it's very yeah, uh, where everything's li- everyone's literally sitting on top of each other. It's the same yeah. thing over there. Okay. Yeah. Like it's literally little... in center field, like you're like above the playing surface, but you're like three sections up and you got people below. Wow. I, yeah, it's I, really I, weird. About, it, it is a huge stadium, but like imagine like Chase Field or Minute Maid Park mixed with like a Lowe's. <clears throat> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> Has no personality. The stadium's kind of boring. The food sucks, but you know, Texas. Yeah, it gives me like a Dick Sporting Goods vibe. You know, it's just like, yeah, we got baseball here. I see that. That's yep. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can get some uh, Cheetos popcorn. <laughs> and they also have these like super, super long hot dogs. Like, I don't exactly know how long they are. I want to say they're like five feet. They're huge. That's... They are massive. It's like 25 bucks. That's actually Jeez. not bad. Yeah, no, they're actually not that expensive for what you get. Like, you know, the three of us could eat it and like not finish it. So wow. Oh wow. But Todd said he's gonna come in September. So Yep. I wanna be there to check if, if he's able to make it, we'll see. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll share a hot dog there. <laughs> yeah. Do a, do a pregame of, live stream while Stamos. eating. Stamos. Yeah. Well, there you go. In honor of Stamos and Lodge, we'll share a hot dog. Hey, Johnny, will you share your hot dog with me? I want your wiener in my mouth. Hey, do you you think he walks around year-round with a mistletoe around Stamos? Like, hey, you got to kiss me under the mistletoe. (laughs) Yeah, right. Him and I used to kiss each other all the time in our college dorm as we'd listen to some Farrah Fawcett. Oh, God. Oh, man, John. Farrah Fawcett was an actress, right? Yeah, I was like, wait, she sang? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure she did. Blondie. They were listening to Blondie. There you go. JT, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who you're talking about. I know John Samos. That's about it. <laughs> JT is like, all right, Wiz Khalifa got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, guys. Well, if you got Wiz anything Khalifa. else. On a little Yachty. Yeah, a little Yachty. Oh, my God. If you guys got anything else going uh, for this series, because I'm about tapped out on the Angels for this week's podcast. <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know what was a bigger disaster this episode or the 11-game losing streak, but either way, we got through it. Thanks for listening. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Good night, everybody. You can say bye, JT. Oh, sorry. Bye. <laughs>